welcome to the Obscure Animation Podcast. This is the podcast where every month we try to talk about an underappreciated, a small, an independent, uh, a underrated, whatever we feel like talking about, <laughs> we talk <laughs> about. And uh, so I'm very excited. We have a holiday-themed episode today. And I'm film critic Rachel Wagner, and my friend Stanford is here. Hi, Rachel. Yes. So last month where we had all those hard French names, now we have all these hard Russian, Russian names. Russian names. <laughs> I, it's like, I don't know how I'm going to be able to. Yeah. Like, why do I do talk this to about, myself? Talk about these names. <laughs> <laughs> so how have you been? You've been enjoying the, the holidays? Holidays have been great. Yes. How about for yeah. you? Very busy, but great. Yeah. A lot of yeah. fun. I got to be on, uh, it was kind of a land had sort of a landmark uh, event, I guess, uh, last week where I got to be on uh, Rob Has a Podcast, which is the podcast, oh, yeah. yeah, which is the podcast that first inspired me to start podcasting myself. Uh, I love Rob, who hosts the podcast, and, uh, and we talked about this silly Christmas movie, and we had a great time, and so that was very, very cool for That's me. That's so cool. Yeah. Can- kudos to you that's wonderful yeah. you'll have to ch- i'll put a link if anybody wants to listen to it you should definitely go check it out we oh, had, excellent i want to check it out for fun. sure <laughs> yeah you don't have to watch the movie to have fun with the podcast uh that's true i think for all i tried at least for all the hallmarky stuff i do i try to uh, make it something where you can still have fun even if you haven't watched the watched the movies uh but it was great and so yeah i've i've had a lot of fun and you know also a bunch of screenings and just there's just hardly enough time in the day yes. to. <laughs> busy it's a busy season isn't it and yeah yeah so i was trying to think of what we could do for december for obscure animation and i didn't want to do a rankin bass because i i'm not the biggest fan of theirs they have a couple that are good but most of the i don't know we'd already done one of those and together. we've done one yes yeah, and so I was trying to think of what might be fun, and uh, I don't know. It's it's tough. I, I thought about doing Arthur Christmas, but I've already reviewed that on my channel, uh, and so I was trying to think of something it something unique and interesting. And I don't know how obscure, really, that is. It's underrated, so we could do it. But but anyway, I I was just looking and looking and looking, and I stumbled upon this version of the Nutcracker from 1973. This is a Soviet Russian animated film. And so I'm really excited to talk about it and also to talk about Soviet animation because it was very interesting to me to learn all about it because I knew zero nothing at all. Uh, yes, same here. This. So it was fun for me uh, to do that. And so, yeah, we're talking about The Nutcracker, 1973. And forgive me about the names, please. <laughs> But yes, let's... you and me both. I know. I'm like, sorry, everybody. Yeah. We're, we're going to try. But So this is really interesting to me because we all know about the ballet of the Nutcracker. Uh, but I, I have to admit, I didn't even know that there was a book. Yes. <laughs> I, yes, it's a, short, it's a short story by the author E.T.A. Hoffman. Yeah, I had no idea. Yeah, so... I've never read it. I, I want to read. I was saying I need after exactly after seeing this, I thought I really yeah. should read this. One yeah, of these times. Uh, yeah. it's uh, and this is just a short uh film. I think it's twenty five minutes. Yeah, it's twenty five minutes. Right. Yeah. And 
Uh, so yeah, it's based on the ballet by uh, by Tchaikovsky, and and then the the book The Nutcracker and the Mouse King by E. T. A. Hoffman, like you said, and, and has and the also, music of yeah, Tchaikovsky. Yeah, the music from Tchaikovsky, and it was interesting to learn because as I was watching it, of course, some of it I definitely recognized from The Nutcracker, and then other other pieces I, I was wondering, now where did that come from? And so doing the research, you know, as you probably saw too, that that. Uh, some of the music they pull from some other Tchaikovsky mm-hmm. uh, pieces, the um, from Swan Lake and also from the Sleeping Beauty, mm-hmm. too. Right, yeah, which was interesting, and uh, I I thought it was very impressive, like how much story and also animation and music and everything that they packed into this, yeah, into the short. Yeah, it was specific, and no dialogue. Right, yeah. There's like some partying. You hear some 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 sound effects a little yeah, bit. Yeah, they but... added sound effects and different things, and almost like a, it kind of reminded me in a way like a Charlie Brown teacher mm-hmm, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Didn't they have? Didn't some of the characters kind of almost yeah. like mumble? They like they you know they were making noises. Yeah. That could be sound like they're talking, but but we don't really know what they're saying. <laughs> so <laughs> well, we figured it out because yeah. you know through, through the actions you know the characters, but. Yeah, I mean, and it's the same way when you're watching a ballet, you know, Absolutely. You're, yeah. you're, there's no dialogue, no so dialogue. it makes sense. But what was your overall thoughts? Did you like it? Oh, I liked it a lot. Yeah. You know, part of it was I felt like I just I had opened up a, a whole new world because I'm with you. I have I don't think I've ever seen any animation from Russia mm-hmm. slash, this, you know, back in the day when you know, it was the Soviet Union as it was in, you know, 1973 when when this was made. And it just got me, it just got my mind racing thinking, wow, I mean, like, what did, what did the, the little kids in the Soviet Union, what did they watch? You know, did they have like, you know, Christmas TV specials like we, you know, like we had, you know, with our, in our childhoods or, or, or so all that. And then not to mention just like, what is the Russian animation scene like? You know, is, it, is mm-hmm. some of it still going on today? This particular studio, and I'm not, I'm going to, butcher the name but it's like the soyuz multi-film or multi-film right. Something like that. Um, yeah it's still in existence i found them yeah. and i found you know links to they, they've got some social media accounts so i started following them. i was like well this might be interesting to try to learn oh they do more. that's they interesting. Do. i didn't i didn't look at that <laughs> yeah they've got they've got a youtube channel and they've got a, 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 a they're on instagram and i think they might be on twitter too yeah and yeah they're still in existence they've made uh, over 1500 films total which is yeah. amazing it's amazing yeah i mean when you think of i mean of course they're not including shorts and stuff but still uh, that i mean disney's just made their 57th film so 1500 is yeah. a lot that's a lot, a lot. And, and so it was for me it was just it was fascinating and i think there was a lot of artistic merit to it as well mm-hmm. I, it's such, it's, it has such a unique style i thought yeah. and and you know it, it, so yeah i'm really excited to explore explore it yeah. a bit with you what did you think of it i really enjoyed it i thought that it they did such an interesting job with characters and the thing that i sometimes don't love about rankin bass is i feel like a lot of times it's trying to be sort of weird in a really self-conscious way 
you know, mm-hmm. that, uh, that they'll have characters that are like zany and all weird. And, and I, I just know, I, like when I started, I, cause for a while I did a, it was going to one year, it was just like 2015. I think I was going to do a, I was doing a Rankin Bass marathon and they, boy, they do not hold up on that kind of a marathon sort of viewing for me. I was just like, oh, yeah. they all felt like they were trying too hard, mm-hmm. you know, to be sort of zany. And I really, I think, I think Rudolph is, is fine. It's good. I think that the um, Santa Claus, uh, the year without Santa Claus, the one that we reviewed. Yes. That one's pretty good. I like Nestor the long-eared donkey just because it's so bizarre. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, I'm just kind of, oh, man. Mm-hmm. They're, they're just, they're too trying too hard. Uh, and so they get kind of tiresome for me. And um, so this, this felt to me that it was, it wasn't like, there were a few little weird parts about it, but for the most part, it was just trying to tell a sweet, authentic story. Yeah. And uh, I really liked the character designs. I thought that there was a lot of emotion and I really liked the the lighting, the way that they used the lighting in the short. And we didn't have the best version watching on YouTube. Right. It was not a really pristine, pristine copy yeah. of it. But, but still, I think we were able to get the point, yeah. you know, uh, of it and, and to be able to, to enjoy much of it. Yeah. yeah. So this was directed by a man named Boris Stepanath. Sev. <laughs> Sorry. Nicely done. <laughs> uh, and what was interesting about him is that he was very inspired by Fantasia. And of course, Fantasia has a whole suite with the Nutcracker yep. in it. And, and there were definitely certain scenes like the whole scene where she's kind of dancing with the mop. Yeah. That obviously that is very Fantasia. It's Sorcerer's Apprentice, you know. The, yeah. it's not, they, how how they animated the mob just you know yeah. walking mm-hmm. this was clearly i thought very derivative of fantasia but i didn't i don't mean that critically yeah you know, I just no. think, yeah it was, just... it was an homage i think mm-hmm. and yeah. i i thought this was interesting i didn't know that annecy the anime annecy animation festival that it was goes that far back i know that was interesting to know because he was he was the president mm-hmm. of of that I, I, Asifa or whatever, whatever you call yeah. that uh, uh, and, that organization for international. Yeah. And I guess when he first started, he was a lot more into his his sort of goal was sort of Tex Avery like yeah. animations, very very humorous, very over the top kind of a thing. But he said it said in what I read that he got tired of quizzery, which is like uh, which means mockery, teasing, or plain pranks tired of that and so then he went into this other kind of phase of his directing where he uh was uh looking for uh looking more towards music uh to uh to to inspire his films and i guess there's a musician named uh prokofies prokofies yeah i don't know how to say if we're we're looking at the right yeah yeah and Sergey Prokofiev is who I think Prokofiev. you mean. Very good. You, okay. you nailed it. Um, said that is there was drawing what should happen on screen by itself, defining characters' smallest gestures. It's dram, 
dramaturgy was more logical, clearer than many far-fetched plot twists. And they said that when while filming the Nutcracker, he and cinematographer Jan Topper used trick photography, and uh, and that he described the work on it as nonstop torture. <laughs> so uh, yeah, how did you say it? Prokofiev. he handled the music i think on this movie and and then yeah this yon topper and so they were trying to do a whole bunch of different techniques to try to kind of engage you into the characters like i said the the smallest gestures uh would help uh, draw you in to the story and so evidently it was quite a difficult little 27 minute film to make uh and uh i i really liked how it started out is almost like the the mice were kind of they really felt like mice but also kind of like the christmas lights at the same time the way they did the lighting was really cool I yes thought. i thought so too i thought that was a uh such a unique way of of opening the film you know with yeah. the with the with the mice and it's almost like they were using a, were they using a i mean i know it was christmas lights but it almost looked like a flashlight kind of you know the, i mean the way yeah uh but yeah it yeah. almost had like an ink blot kind of a look to yes. it yes it was really cool it was cool yeah it was, uh, wow we're instantly i thought wow they're worried for something different and i was it made me so happy and and it was you i assume it was using traditional cell animation back in 1973 yeah 1973 that was my guess too i and think probably some were, xerox yes yeah, some xerox and then clearly some other kind of special effects particularly mm-hmm. um in that very final sequence with the christmas tree you know mm-hmm. i mean we're all together i don't want to give it away yeah. but but um i looked like to me like they were employing some really funky film techniques yeah just that. the way that flashlight kind of moved around it just the lighting was so clear and pretty and uh, it was really cool and uh, so you get into the party and you find out that the the lead character is is usually sort of Clara in our our version. Our, of the yeah, the one that we're all <laughs> so familiar with. Yeah, but in this case, she's a young girl who's a maid, and I yes. loved the design of the young girl. I thought she was so it's a pretty eyes and and uh, and that's the other thing about Rankin Bass is there's so many a lot of it kind of feels cheap uh, that you're just like oh come on don't make the eyes like that don't make the you know like where's yeah. this it feels like not cheap <laughs> yeah i agree and you know and instantly sympathetic mm-hmm. and yeah. and i just thought she i thought i agree i thought she was really really a nicely done character she kind of reminded me in a way of like a chuck jones Mm-hmm. style of of character you know yeah like, no it it's true it, it it does kind of feel a little bit like i mean maybe that's what that tex avery uh influence that he had yeah uh, to start out with because yeah it definitely like when we reviewed that uh um that uh, bugs bunny movie yeah you could definitely see some of just in the in the sketchiness and the style mm-hmm. uh that it, it had a little bit and in some of the package films too of disney they have that sort of a little bit of that feel to it yeah. as well i'd say uh and so then we find out that the so the maid kisses the hurt nutcracker that was that was hurt from the mice and uh then 
uh, he comes to life and he starts to tell her his story. And then the party gets interrupted by this three-headed mouse queen. Uh, and uh, what did you think about the mouse queen? So I thought that the reveal was interesting initially because you're not sure if it's three. It looks to me like it's going to be three mice, you know, or it looked to be. And then turns out that it's a three, three-headed. Uh, and, and honestly, the whole, that whole sequence reminded me of, of uh, Disney's Sleeping Beauty. Yes. Because you've got a king and a queen and a baby, and people have been showering gifts on the baby, and then this queen shows up, and, you know, she, she's ticked, and we can't, again, we don't necessarily... That's a good comparison. No, why? But but uh, but uh, anyway, I just wonder if she didn't yeah. get invited to the party. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, and so then the the queen turns him into the Nutcracker, the prince. Yeah, turns the turns the young prince into. And the Nutcracker is a cool design too, because it's mm-hmm. and it's you know it's Nutcracker size, a little wider. It almost kind of looks like Napoleon. Yeah, the, you know, with a wig kind of thing, but and so the the mouse king is uh, our queen was very is hates the Nutcracker because I think she wasn't invited or yeah what that's, was that's something a, happened yeah <laughs> they he, he they hate the Nutcracker and they come after the Nutcracker but this maid girl stops them and. Uh, it, it there becomes kind of this little sort of battle scene. The Nutcracker brings uh, all the toys to life, and there's this sort of battle between the mice and the the toys, and all of that is just choreographed so well to the music that yeah. it, it's very engaging. It is, it is. It's really engaging, mm-hmm. and again, just such a unique, such a unique style. It's mm-hmm. just, I just I it's so fresh to yeah. me, even though. It was not, not necessarily new concepts, but just a fresh telling of a, of a story. Yeah. And, and I'm, not, I'm not so aware of the music to be able to tell, okay, this is this part, this is this part, this is, you know, this is the, uh, this is the um, Sugar Plum Fairy Suite, this is the whatever. But definitely you were like, okay, I know this and I know yeah. this and I know yeah. this and it sounds familiar to me. And so that that was like you know a lot of fun. And definitely you could watch this if you don't have the funds to go see the Nutcracker. I think this would be a fun option because there we should have talked about this earlier, but there are a lot of horrible versions of uh, the Nutcracker. Uh, <laughs> in fact, it's almost like there's more bad than good ones. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Uh, there, there was, of course, last year, the Nutcracker in the Four Realms. Which was, that was <laughs> bad news. And there was one in the, in the 90s, I think it is, the, yeah, 1993, the Nutcracker, which got horrible reviews. There's Nutcracker, the motion picture. Yes. From 1986. That's supposedly terrible. Terrible. <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, yeah, this would be a pretty good option unless you just want to watch a, you know, filming of the ballet mm-hmm. without any, uh, without any narr- you know, being a narrative. It's just a filming. Yeah. Uh, then there's that. But this is, I think, probably the best. <laughs> or, yeah. or you watch the short in Fantasia. The right. Love. 
Oh, I love that so much too. Yeah. 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 It's so good with so uh, beautiful. the mushrooms and the, yeah. and the, the fairies and oh, everything like gorgeous. that. Gorgeous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, but I loved how they, how they choreographed everything to the music. It's, it flows right by and uh the the before the nutcracker can be killed the the girl she throws her wooden clog at the mouse king and his crown is smashed and you actually see it kind of uh it's like sort of breaks the spell it's kind of the the throwing water on the witch kind of yes exactly and that the crown is the source of the mouse's power so there's sort of this green smoke and uh the um he's sort of just like the wicked witch his army is is destroyed and the clog is then turned into a fancy shoe and a glittery glitter glittery shoe and the nutcracker then turns into the prince uh and uh, he puts the uh the girls he puts the shoes on the girl and she becomes turns into a princess and all of that i just loved i thought it was great i did too i thought it was so uh so again familiar yet just so different uh and the, that whole thing with the clock i thought was interesting that is was another is like i wonder if that's in that sh- in that little short story i need, <laughs> I need to read mm-hmm. that uh that 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 element to it but and 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 after and you know and after there's the happy ending, there's still a bit more that goes on. That's what I was alluding mm-hmm. to earlier about the the special effects where they're they're on a horse and they're they're uh, kind of just enjoying being together and being in that Christmas tree and mm-hmm. and how they have those um, to me they, I mean I think that they're probably representing ornaments, but they almost look like jewels. Mm-hmm. And you know how they were just kind of sparkling and just looking so pretty and inviting on the screen that's where i was wondering what kind of visual tricks that they were employing because i thought that was that was really quite uh unusual and i, I just loved the look of it mm-hmm. yeah me too and i guess the the the, the final they dance to the dance of the sugar plum fairy and the waltz of the flowers i read yes and uh and then it brings the king and queen back to life and then they go uh, into another world and you just see the clogs and the nutcracker uh shell yeah there. just the shell just kind of lying there under the under the christmas tree and and that whole bringing back to life again was a little reminiscent to me of disney sleeping beauty mm-hmm. you know how mm-hmm. how uh everybody kind of gets in this deep sleep although this one is more just focused on the king and the queen but still yeah well even uh, snow white as well they they you know ride out into the uh yeah. to the sunset you know kind of a thing uh and but yeah i i i really enjoyed that i thought that was fun and magical and and so for a 27 25 minute uh short i thought they did a great job of of showing you something unique and beautiful and uh, that had a ton of ton of beautiful music ton of beautiful lighting and it just really drew you in and so I, I think it it was it was I'm really glad that I saw it and I, I think definitely people should check it out. It's easily available on YouTube uh, to, to to watch. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I you know thank you again, Rachel, for 
broadening my horizons and introducing me to something really cool, you know, that I never would have known about. Yeah. So thank you. Uh, yeah, they, in fact, I guess this uh, was championed by a ballet, famous ballet dancer named Mikhail Baryshnikov. Baryshnikov, yeah. Yeah, and uh, he introduced it in a series, PBS series called Stories from My Childhood, uh, where he talked about how it had really inspired him and his dancing, and uh, so that's kind of cool as well. Yeah. And 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 as I recall, Baryshnikov. I mean, just as a quick side note, but he did his own TV version, if I'm not mistaken, of the Nutcracker. That was like they play it during Christmas. I think I remember it as a little kid. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was he was you know a big deal back yeah. kind of like in the 70s and and 80s. I don't know if he's still alive. He might be. But, Let's see. But, uh, it says, uh, I, I think. Let's see, doesn't. Yeah, I think he's still alive. Yeah, still alive. Yeah. There we go, 71, going strong. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, and uh, so if you're looking for something different to watch this holiday season and don't watch any of the terrible versions of the Nutcracker, watch this one. I think you'll really enjoy it. And uh, it's uh, it was like it was very interesting to learn about this the history of the soviet animation soviet animation it was really cool <laughs> to, to learn about and i know they had so much variety in the kind of films that they would do and i read about this whole crazy incident where i guess the studio had uh been uh been a little in on the decline but this is in the 1980s and I guess they split up uh, the studio and had all the puppetry, I guess, in one branch. And evidently, the the Russian Orthodox Church, uh, that there was a huge uh, attack on the studio because people thought that the uh, that the puppets were satanic. Oh my And goodness. they needed to have an exorcism, and all uh. these satanic puppets were were destroyed and and uh oh wow and yeah it said that on wikipedia said no studio employees were allowed to come in and salvage any item despite the presence of much expensive equipment and a whole library of puppets oh my goodness crazy (laughs) yeah so that was interesting to me like wow wow So, but yeah, they're still hanging in there. So way to go. Yeah. And from the stuff that I could see on YouTube, and again, I didn't take the time to, you know, to hit the translate button or whatever. Uh It was all in Russian, but it looked to me like, frankly, it was children's programming, almost like PBS kids type Mm -hmm. of stuff. You know, it's what it looked like to me, but, but uh, I'll, I'll need to investigate further (laughs) over time. If any of you listening, if you have seen this, and I'll put a link down if people want to watch it, you can watch it. Uh, let us know what you think if you like it uh, and if you don't like it, or if you know anything about some of your favorites from this whole movement, we sure would like to know. That would be really Absolutely. fun. Absolutely. Yeah. So thanks so much for talking about this with me. I really appreciate it. And Thank hope you, everybody. Rachel. We hope everybody has a great Christmas uh, or whatever holiday you're celebrating. I hope you have a wonderful season. And uh, so, Stanford, where can people find you? I'm on Twitter, at Stanford Clark. And I also have a movie and uh, movie blog and podcast at moviespastandpresent.com. Yes. Definitely check it out. 
And you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. So check that out. Going to have a lot of fun reviews coming up in the next couple of weeks. Uh, and then also I'm at the Hallmarkies channel for all things, uh, the Hallmarkies podcast. Ah, also, I'm at the Hallmarkies podcast for all things Christmas this season. So definitely make sure that you check that out. It's a lot of fun. So thanks so much. And we will talk again next month. Yes. Bye. Okay, Merry Christmas.